Hello everyone and I'm very excited that you're joining me today. Today I'm going to share some tips about how men can conquer things, overcome things, challenges and, and problems that they have faced in their life, maybe even for years. But this is a little key to overcoming those things and truly walking in victory. It's going to be awesome. Today's podcast is called Put Me In Coach. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Well, hello again, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. My name is Joe Sellers. I am your host, and today we're going to talk about something that I believe many men struggle with, many husbands struggle with, and so this is something that I feel like if, if we can get past this, we really will be even more on the path of being that excellent husband and father that we really want to be, and that God really did create us to be. And you notice in the intro I said, the name of this is Put Me In Coach. And so um, to kick it off here, I just want to let you know that one of the great tools of the enemy, of your flesh, of the world, is to divide and conquer. And what I mean by that is if the enemy can get you to believe that you're alone, if the enemy can get you to believe that you're the only one who's ever done this, failed this way, or faced these challenges, whether that enemy is the devil or your flesh or the world or whoever else you might want to point a finger at. Basically, if they can do that to you, then they've already won a victory. Because, you know, I came, I came from a military background, and that was even one of the things that, that we learned in, in, mil, in the military study of, of battle is, you know, if, if an opponent could whittle down the enemy or separate the enemy or divide the enemy, into smaller units, then they're easier to defend, to conquer than, say, if they were all massed together and fighting with each other. And so it really is true in, in our everyday life, uh, in the spiritual realm especially. It's if, if we can feel alone, then the enemy already has the upper hand on us. And so what I want to encourage you with today is if you are facing issues or problems or struggles, I want to encourage you, don't keep it to yourself. Don't, don't treat it as your best kept secret of, of whatever struggle you're going through. What I want to encourage you with today is I want to encourage you to find somebody that you know, love, and trust that you can talk to. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a coach, and so that's why I said put me in coach, because obviously you can find a coach, or you can find simply a good friend. It could be a spiritual mentor. It could be someone that you look to as a spiritual father. Uh, it could be a brother in Christ. Now, now, man, I'm, I'm going to throw this in there as a safety tip. Man, listen to me. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look to another woman to be your, quote, accountability partner. I'm sure most of us have, have heard of the term accountability partner. And so we are talking about you know, finding someone to be accountable to. I just want to encourage you, don't find someone that is a woman to be your accountability partner. If you are married to a, another woman, obviously, then don't find another woman to be your accountability partner because that is setting you up for an even greater failure. Because as, as we're going to find as we dig into this, there 
are opportunities to share from the depths of your heart with whoever you ask to help keep you accountable in the struggles you're facing. And so if, if you make that person another woman, then there is intimacy in that that can actually mess you up. And so at, at all costs, men, listen, if you don't hear anything else in this whole podcast, you hear the word accountability and accountability partner. If you don't hear anything else besides that, please, by all means, do not find another woman to be your accountability partner. That is a recipe for absolute disaster. So find a strong man in Christ to be your accountability partner. I encourage you with that. You know, obviously we can be, uh, you know, battle buddies, if you would, of someone else who's down the trenches. But I also believe that it helps if you can find someone to help keep you accountable who maybe they've gone through what you've gone through and they're even just a few steps ahead of you, a few steps further along the journey than you are. You know, it's it's hard to get good advice and good counsel from so, from someone who's, whose life is a total train wreck. I can remember when I was a youth pastor, I, I remember seeing some of the, the teenagers would would ask advice of some of the most train wrecked people, uh, other youth in the youth group. And it always amazed me. Now, I realize you could argue, well, I'm just going to show them what not to do or how not to do it. And while there may be some merit to that, I, I do believe that if you look to someone who has faced the same troubles that you have, but have over, have has overcome them, then there's going to be strength and wise counsel to be found there. I mean, let's face it, the, the best friend that we have in the universe is Jesus Christ himself, and the Word tells us clearly that he was tempted in every way and was without sin. So he knows what we have gone through, so obviously he's, he's our, our best friend. He's the one that we need to turn to every day, all day, multiple times a day. But what I'm talking about right now when I say accountability partner is someone who flesh and blood that you look eyeball to eyeball or you know, over on the phone or um, Zoom calls, however it may be, but you connect with them. And so I'll, I'll just give you one example. For years, uh, when I was young, I struggled with pornography. It, it, it started in my life. I was exposed to it when I was uh, a preteen, actually. And so it hooked me. I was, I was hooked to it. And I struggled off and on. And I would, I went through the cycle of, I would mess with pornography. I would feel incredibly guilty. I'd ask God to forgive me, and then the cycle would repeat itself. And so, when I really had a breakthrough in my life, is when I asked an, uh, a spiritual father of mine. He's he's actually passed away now. And he's he's in, up in heaven, but like I said, this was years ago. I asked him. I said, "Hey, I need help to overcome this. I need help." And so, especially if I was going to be in a situation where I knew that the the uh, ground was fertile, if you would, to, for me to be tempted for, to, uh, with pornography, then I would say, hey, uh, tomorrow ask me, uh, what, what did you do last night? How, how did you do last night? And then what that did was that helped me to know that, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm going to have to give an account to the best of my ability, hence the word accountability, I'm going to have to give an account to the best of my ability to this brother in Christ, who's, he's more like a father in Christ to me, and I'm going to have to be honest with him and tell him what, what, how I did. And he loved me, and he, nur- he, he helped me, he nurtured me, he helped me through those things. But that's how I overcome this, that, that, that sin that had rooted itself deep into my life, was I found an accountability partner older than me, wiser than me, that I could, I could link up with, link arms with, and help keep me accountable. And so that's when I saw massive turnarounds with the struggles I had. Now, obviously, that was a sin, but it, you know, it doesn't have to be a sin. It doesn't have to be something that is that is um, a sin in your life. It could be things just that you're trying to 
to do better with, you know, be, be it weight loss or exercising or treating your spouse better. So it doesn't have to be something negative like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in this sin. Please help me get out of this sin. It doesn't have to be a sin necessarily. It can be something positive, something good that you want to do. Like, you know, hey, let's, let's meet. Uh, I know some folks that they meet once a week. Um, sometimes it's just a phone call and it's just 15 minutes. Hey, you know, and here's, here's what they do. Here's the breakdown. They go back and they say, Hey, what were your wins this week? What, what, what went really well? So they start on a positive note. Then they say, okay, what were your losses? Um, what, what did you lose at? What did, where did you fail this week? And that's number two. And then the third thing they do is they say, um, okay, what, what did you learn? What did you learn from this week? What did you pick up from this week? And the fourth one, they wrap it up and they say, okay, what are you going to do to change? What actions are you going to take to be better? So that's a super quick four-step, um, four questions, four answers right there, and you're done. And so what you'll find is once you find an accountability partner, then you know the first couple of times you meet with them, it might be a little longer. You might you know dig a little deeper and get to know each other even more. But then as you begin to go along, and I mean, also take some time to share it with each other. You know, here are my goals. Here are my dreams. Here are my visions. Here's here's what I want to do in my life. Here here's what I'm trying to reach. Or here's my struggles. Once you go through all that, then on a weekly basis, it can be a fairly short meeting. And I do encourage you, don't just make it an email back and forth because you want to hear that that intonation of the voice. You know, Zoom calls are better. In person is best if possible. But I guess it's kind of in that order. You know. It start if if you don't have anything else and you can't do it any other way for whatever reason email the next step would be a phone call next step would be a zoom call where you can look at each other's faces and then of course the absolute best way would be to look each other in the eye face to face in person that'd be probably the best way uh, obviously if you can so i want to encourage you find that person and go through those four steps what are your wins what are your losses what did you learn and what are you going to improve this week and if you start applying those in with your accountability partner, and once again, as, as I just alluded to, this can be something where it's more brother with brother to where, hey, let's keep each other accountable. Let's be mutually accountable to each other. And so that's one way to do it. I think if you ask me, I think if it's something you're trying to reach, something you're trying to improve, then, you know, obviously that, that's a great when it's just two brothers together working through that. I do think if it's a struggle or a sin in your life or something that has just hammered you over and over again, I think then it might be a time to find someone who is older and wiser and maybe even already struggled through that and fought through that and won with that. So once again, it, it doesn't have to be old with young, but at the same time, I think it can help when it's a real struggle or sin that you're dealing with. So those are suge some suggestions there. And what I want to do, I just want to share with you some of the verses that, that really uh, impacted me when I started looking at accountability, when I started looking at, you know, I wanted to give an account to the best of my ability, you know, find out what uh, what the verses are. So I, I just want to share some of those with you. And all the, all the scripture I'm going to share with you is from the New Living Translation. But James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, I don't know about you, but I have heard the earnest prayer of a righteous uh, person has great power and produces wonderful results. You know, the one of the other versions, the, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You know, I've heard that my whole life. But what I didn't realize was really that uh, that is part B of a verse 
And part A of that verse is talking about accountability. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And so that, that to me, that was just mind-opening, mind-boggling when you put those two together. Because what that says to me is, if I find a brother in Christ or a spiritual father in Christ that, that I can confess my sins to, that I can say, here are my struggles, and then we can pray for each other, then we'll, we're going to be healed. We're going to have victory in that. And then it's saying as, as we gather together in that, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results through that relationship. And so that's, that's amazing. And I'm going to bookend that with the last verse I want to share with you. So that's the first part, the first bookend. So some other verses, First, first Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you're already doing. So once again, when you're, you're having things that you're wanting to reach, you're wanting to attain, you're wanting to improve, you have, you have goals, then build each other up. Encourage each other, just as the word says. And then another one of my favorites that you've probably heard before, Proverbs 27.17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You say, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be dull. I don't want to be ineffective. I want to be sharp. I want to be able to discern um, truth from lie. I want to be able to, to reach my goals. And so I need a friend to come along beside me and sharpen me as I sharpen them. So iron sharpens iron. Love that verse. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have watched any um, combat movies or war movies or or old movies special with swords and shields and things like that, but boy, what a picture there. When you are fighting together, when you band together as brothers, then you can start making this, you know, the, the shield wall, for example. Many of you have probably seen various movies that have shield walls in them. Uh, everything from Lord of the Rings to um, um, Braveheart, whatever the movie is that you may have seen, you can picture that shield wall. Well, that's what happens when brothers start coming together, being mutually accountable to each other, then you're fighting together. It's not, you know, that solo fighter out there, the lone, the lone ranger fighter who overcomes the enemy, but it's when brothers band together and lock arms together and lock shields together. And then we start fighting, once again, not each other, because we're not fighting people in this world. We're fighting the evil in this world. Obviously, it's represented through people often, but remember, it's not against those people you're fighting, but against the evil spirits in, in heavenly places. And once again, you've heard me say this before, if you listen to me any time, it helps too when you realize you can't have a spiritual life and then your secular life, your religious life and your non-religious life. Because guess what? If I were to remove your spirit from your body, you would die. So one thing that will help you as, as we're processing through these verses and processing through accountability is to understand that your spiritual life is inseparable from your secular, secular life. So when you, you know, you don't go to church on Sunday, get filled up and then, you know, live however for six days a week and, and just live, you know, in the world and of the world for six days. Instead, you have to realize that, you know what, I am constantly a spiritual being. I'm constantly a physical being at the same time. And so that will help you to realize when you start realizing, you know, hey, my boss just chewed me out today. My wife just just had an argument with me. But those people are not my enemies. The, the influences and powers and evil spirits of the dark world and heavenly places, those are my enemies, not these people that I may be butting heads with. So remember that. And then another verse is Galatians 6.2. It says, share each other's burdens 
in in this way obey the law of christ so i know if you know i was raised in the church and i know i i was raised in a pretty strict church and so i struggled a lot and i i I thought a lot about oh gosh you know am i going to sin am i going to break the law and 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 so it's amazing when i read this verse it says share each other's burdens in this way obey the law of christ so how can a young man keep his way pure like psalm says is by living according to your word but then the other way is that we share each other's burdens. So what that means is I don't fight this fight on my own. I don't struggle alone. I don't I don't try to overcome my my problems and my sins and my struggles and reach my goals and my dreams and my visions alone, but I have someone to share that with me. And when we do that, that is how we obey the law of Christ. That's how we live in Christ. So love that verse. Uh, Proverbs 12:15 says, "Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Now, I'm sure if I were to ask you right now, you could probably picture at least one person in your life who is always right and they never listen to anybody. Or maybe that person is the same person you shave with every morning when you look in the mirror. <laughs> maybe it's you. And so a fool thinks their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So basically what that saying is a fool will say, well, I'm right, you're wrong. What do you know? You can't tell me anything. Well, obviously, if we're going to have accountability with each other, I have to humble myself and say, okay, um, I give you permission to speak into my life. I give you permission to correct me when you feel like I need correction. So that's what it means when I I don't be foolish, but I'm wise and I listen to others. Proverbs 15.22 says, plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. So once again, don't go it alone. Look for other friends. Look for other advisors. Now, obviously, I would encourage you, you know, you don't need 50. You know, if you go out there, especially if you're if you're answer searching, because there is a, a time in, in my life and maybe in your life, too, that you can remember where the only reason you kept asking people their opinion is because you were fishing. You're fishing. You're doing the opinion fishing and you wanted to catch the one that you wanted. You wanted someone to say, oh, yeah, that's what you should do. Even if deep down you knew it was wrong, but you keep asking people until they agree with you, until you find someone else like, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, just do that. And so I encourage you, you know, find advisors, but once again, it doesn't need to be 20 or 50, it needs to be a few that you know, love, and trust, and that you know are loving God and walking with God every day of their lives. And so the, the last verse I'm going to share with you, and this is the bookend I mentioned to you. So the first bookend, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of righteous person has great and powerful uh, has great power and produces wonderful results, James 5.16. So the last that's, that's the bookend to this verse is also one of my favorites, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So now, don't get weirded out on me when I said, you know, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Don't don't weird out on me there. And don't think, oh, okay, so I should find a, a female accountability partner. No, that's not what that says at all. So <laughs> stick with me here. So I said it's the, the other book in because when we confess our sins to each other, we find these these people that we can be accountable to, and then we have earnest prayers for of a righteous person that has great power and produces wonderful results. Those those results come 
when we're there to help each other, when one of us falls, someone else can be there to help pick us up. If we struggle, then someone else is there to help us make it through that. And just that, that picture of standing there back to back, fighting back to back. What that means is that when you're you're back to back with a Christian brother, an accountability partner, then that means that you're looking for each other's blind spots. You know, I have amazing peripheral vision. I, I think I have freakishly good peripheral vision. I can almost see something slightly behind me. That's how good my peripheral vision is. But guess what? If something came right up behind me, there is no way I'm going to see that. But if I have an accountability partner and we're locking arms and we're, we're locking together in our spirits and, and every day we think about each other, we pray for each other, and then maybe at least once a week we actually get together and, and share with each other, then we are staying there back to back. And so I'm looking out for his blind spots and, and he's looking out for my blind spots so that we can stand back to back and conquer. And then, of course, it says three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So once again, you know, it's great if you just find someone and said, hey, you know, I'm doing this. Help keep me accountable. But and that's that's good. But to make it great is you put God in the middle of it. You mutually submit to each other, but especially to God and you put him at the middle. And so that that's that's the third person, if you would. And once again, another another Trinity. God loves Trinities. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now we've got you, your accountability partner, and God as another trinity. And uh, one thing I will touch on, if, if you were weirded out a little bit by verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Listen, guys, you know, it, it's a practical thing. It's written about warriors. This is talking about people fighting with each other, for each other. And, and I'll just share a personal experience with you. I still remember when I was in training at Fort, Fort Lewis, Washington, years and years ago. You know, we were on a patrol phase of our training and we had to, you know, go through all these woods and thickets and sleep on the ground and sleep in the middle of the night and in the middle of nowhere and all this. And guess what? I was the machine gunner, which meant I had an assistant gunner and an ammo bear. And so when we had to pull our time on the perimeter, I had a person on each side of me. And if any of you are in Washington State, you know, especially even in summer, you can sweat through your clothing during the daytime and then your teeth will be chattering at night because there's such a, a variant of temperatures between night and day. And so I was glad that I had someone lying close together with me to keep me warm. So total side note, total ridiculous, unless you were in the military and you can, you can uh, kind of um, uh, understand that as well. But anyway, I just threw that in there because it's talking about warriors, talking about battles, talking about you know, helping each other, keeping each other warm. And so, um, so that's it. So, so that is why, you know, when I said, put me in coach, I do want to just close with this. It's, it's always in my outro, but I just want to let you know, you know, I am a coach for husbands who feel like they're mediocre or maybe just average and they want to be exceptional. They want to be extraordinary. And so what I do is I offer coaching for husbands who, who want to reach higher, who have goals and dreams and visions that they want to reach. And I, I walk people through a framework. It's the, the, the 3R framework that you heard me talk about in another podcast. It deals with reps, which is health, relationships, and responsibilities. So reps, relationships, and responsibilities in your life. When you are strong in all three of those areas, you are going to have a strong life, a strong marriage, and, and be an exceptional and extraordinary husband and father. And just in case you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, what does a coach even mean in this context? Just think of it like this. So obviously most of us can think of a coach as 
someone who is a coach of a sports team. So what a coach does is he helps train that sports team to get better and better results. So now the coach does not get out there and play on the court with the players, but he coaches them. So he basically helps them discover their own abilities and how to better take their own abilities and ideas and apply them to, to that game, if you would, and play the game better and win the game better. So that's that's a sports coach, obviously. But when you look back at the origin of the word coach, you know, it was originally used as a device. It started off as a horse-drawn carriage, but it was a coach that basically got you from where you are to where you want to be. So if I want to go from here in Morristown to Knoxville, I would get a coach and ride in it. And if I was taking a horse-drawn coach, it would take a dreadfully long time. But then there were later motor coaches and sometimes even trains or, or buses are called coaches. And so just think of it like that. A coach is someone who helps you get to where you are right now to where you want to be. So I just encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, we can have a, a, a chat about that and we can talk about that and see if that might be something for you. But that's not, obviously, that's not for everybody. But what is for everybody is anybody and everybody can find a friend that they know, love, and trust or a spiritual father that they know, love, and trust and be accountable and start practicing this mutual accountability. And then you are going to see just how exceptional you, your life can be because then two really are better than one and we can knit ourselves together we can help each other encourage each other and reach those goals that we never thought possible so that concludes it for today uh, we will be talking later on about values i've got some more interviews coming up uh, so there's there's some great plans on the horizon for the podcast thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time on the exceptional husband podcast Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I'll waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening. And remember, yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today. <music>